No, we won't forget. Thank you to Mother Lode for giving us that song. Today is uh, December 2nd, and yesterday, December 1st, was International World AIDS Day. And I want to urge everybody listening to please go to KMUN.org to the podcasts 
and check out A Story Told with Michael McCusker. He did a beautiful job yesterday morning. And part of what he did was give us the history of a group called the OCA, which many of us who have been here for a while remember, sadly, fighting against justice in Oregon. But we, uh, we persisted, and so far, so good. So check it out, December 1st, KMUN.org, and share it with people. A lot of new people in town, including historians, don't know anything about that period in the early 90s when it all started. So thanks for being here, folks. This is Carol with Arts Live and Local, and boy, the arts are happening. They are happening. Also, because it is holiday season, there's a lot of other stuff happening, too. Um, and I'll let you check that out in other places. But for us, we are going to cover the arts. And I want to send healing wishes to everyone especially locally to Lulu and Ray and Tom P and Sue Z and Linda and Lisa and Hope to Gina and Riva Shearston Margarita and to all of us, it's uh, always important. We got a bunch of birthdays, too. Yesterday was Joanne Rideouts. Woohoo! But we've got a bunch happening right now. I'll let you know that later. Right now, I would like to introduce my first guest. And uh, you all know her. She doesn't need an introduction, but she's going to get one because... She's got something very exciting to tell us about, a brand new book of poetry by Florence Sage. Florence has been one of the key poetry people here in our area, going way back, stirring things up, stirring people up. <laughs> and um, this is very, very exciting. So. Congratulations, Florence. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. What to do with the night with night. What to do with night. And we've got a great cover painting by Dave Ambrose, which is kind of hilarious. I don't know. Um, I don't know how that fits with the poetry, if at all, but it is fun. So what have you done this time, Florence? You've this is, what, your third book of poetry? Third. Okay. I need you to be a little, just pull that mic a little closer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. And um, you've got 67 poems. I'm not sure that's a significant number. No. <laughs> okay. Is it a high number for a book? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not, no, not a whole collection. Okay. Yeah. How long has it been since your last collection? Well, the first one was in 2014. Mm-hmm. And that was all the poems I'd written from 1998 to from then. Forever, right? Forever. Well, but that's when I started in my mid-50s. Okay. And then... That's um, encouraging to a lot it, of people. I hope so. Yeah, yeah I, I hope to be encouraging, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the, um, the second one was uh, 2021, which was a story about growing up with my... Right. A collection of stories in poetry about growing up with my... Polish-Canadian Polish -Canadian family yes. called The Man Who Whistled, The Woman Who Wished. That was delightful. <laughs> yeah. And But in the meantime, I was writing these poems from 2014 to, ah. oh, just recently. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so that's this is a long-term collection as well. Yeah. Um, in addition to having the book, Florence is going to be presenting the book, which is 
pretty exciting. So if you've got your calendar handy, jot this down. There will be a signing and inscription of several books by Bob Pyle, Florence Sage, and Dave Ambrose from 2 to 4 on Sunday, December 4th at River Sea Gallery. Is that just your book? Or is Bob's got some books too? Well, um, yeah, Bob, the, the gallery is carrying three of my books and a couple of Bob's. Okay. And his, his book, The Tidewater Reach, which mm-hmm. is a collection of 44 poems about the river and the cities along the river, the towns, right. never got a real book launch because of the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> because of COVID, nor did my the man who whistled really. Yeah. Um, so there'll be those, and and um, Dave Ambrose is going to come and sign the front cover, <laughs> which is his lovely piece of art. And I got to tell you why the blue bunny works okay. in, in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, go okay, ahead with so the events. So this is happening Sunday, this Sunday, yeah. December fourth, from two to four. So you can just drop in at the River Sea Gallery. That's 1160 Commercial. And then uh, on, let's see, December 10th, that's the big one. What to do with the night is to be launched with an onstage reading at Kala. And that is, um, ha, I like that. Yeah, I read that. The event is called Poems and Pie, yeah. and it's at 7.30 Saturday the 10th. Who's making the pie? Well, I don't know. Just Dinah promised oh, there, Dinah will, pro- there will be pie. There will be a pie social, she says, oh, after, yeah. <laughs> after the reading. <laughs> Maybe I'll be busy signing books for there people. There you I go. Don't know. Hopefully, yes. Uh, <laughs> Somebody bring me a piece of pie. <laughs> for sure. Dinah's very good about supplying goodies during her uh, <laughs> Her events. So that is next Saturday. We'll remind you next week um, at 7.30. And then uh, you will have a solstice reading. What's that about? Well, it's going to be on Wednesday, the, the 21st of mm-hmm. December on the mm-hmm. solstice mm-hmm. Uh, with myself and, and Bob Pyle. Okay. And we are going to be reading sort of gentler and wintry poems. And I have a couple of Christmas ones from my last book that I would love to read. And uh, it, it'll be, um, you know, more of a family-oriented thing. At Kala, I intend to be a little cheekier. <laughs> there are some twisty poems in this book, oh, and well, I, I'm definitely for... doing those at Kala. <laughs> but thanks. I have to think about the audience. I, I like that. Thanks for the alert. I was going to say warning, but that's not no, a warning. That's an, alert. That's an invitation. It's a promise. Yes. <laughs> and Florence reads her evocative poems very well, I might say. Unless I'm dealing with this throat well, um, thing. Well, I'm thinking you're going to need to be drinking lots of tea tonight yeah. and get mm-hmm. a good night's sleep. <laughs> Knock that thing out because, although you're not reading tomorrow, you're no, signed. Saturday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've got time. Yeah. That's good. So, um, you got a poem to start us off with? Uh, I should mention that uh, one of those things that I said Florence has been a mover and shaker on is the uh, Rick's mic. Mm-hmm. And that is happening uh, this Tuesday night. It's always the first Tuesday of the month at Winecraft. That's the foot of 10th Street. Foot, in my case, means the river. <laughs> and, um, and it's always a lovely, lovely event. And uh, you can sign up to read. Is that correct? Um, five, five minutes if you have anything okay. like... You know, it doesn't have to be poetry, a, pe- a little uh-huh. piece of prose, um, but five minutes is the... And they are strict, thing. folks, so <laughs> don't embarrass yourself by having to stop in the middle of a poem. <laughs> well, we, I wouldn't do that, but... <laughs> Shh, don't tell them that. I'm, I'm lining you up together. You okay. Know. There you go. But it's uh, a wonderful tradition um, here in Astoria. So, so Florence... Uh, when I said kick us off with a poem, that's what reminded me of Rick's Well, book. first of all, I'll tell you why the bunny <laughs> oh, okay. works. Okay. Yes. So this is Dave Ambrose's Blue Bunny on the on the cover. And it was in my house, and I was fishing around for what am I going to put on the cover? Oh. And I see this bunny every day. And the wonderful thing is that this is a bunny, well, a hare, really, I think. The blue bunny sitting in what looks like a train station with a suitcase. And he's got four ears. Yes. And they're uh, off in all different directions. Yes. And the, it, it, the quirky thing is, like, he just 
he's he's giving us a look. <laughs> Wait, I, like, I don't know how like, to define this look. You'll have to see it. I, I like the way you say the quirky thing. The whole <laughs> thing is quirky. A blue bunny with four ears. Go in a, on. In a yeah. train station. A, train. <laughs> a big blue bunny. Yes, very, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the point is there are some quirky poems. I really like to put twists in mm-hmm. poems. Not all of them. There are some very gentle poems, but they're, you know... Mm, look for a twist in a lot of them. Okay, and yeah. I see the blue bunny has a book of poetry next to him on the chair. Oh, is that what it is? I'm sure. <laughs> I thought it was a laptop. <laughs> no. I know. You're right. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> anyway, okay, so in that case, I'll read one of the twisty ones. Okay. Okay. Crosswalk. The woman strolls across commercial at tents. Bright in her yellow flats, jeans cut above her ankles, gold sweater, silver hair blowing at her neck, a little whimsy on her lips. Wouldn't mind looking like that. (laughs) She owns the right-of-way. I've nowhere to go until she's all the way across. In our state, it's the law, so I sit on the brake, (laughs) which gives her lots of time to gaze at me before she gets to the curb. No animosity, no distrust, no challenge in her eyes, but interest. The way my dog bursts out of the house in the morning and wags at the day, what will it bring? A receptive anticipation. She makes you want to tell her things you hadn't planned to, ever. It seems she has no guile, no guardedness, no inner shadow. Where has she put her shadow? No one comes to this age innocent. What does she do with it? Does she see through my splattered windshield my shadow draped over me like a gray cloak? I want to follow her, pull over the car, and tell her everything dark. But it's the main street, (laughs) a busy afternoon in town, and no place left to park. But for that, right now, I'd be out there with her, gripping her arm, bearing my soul, smudging her up. Oh, I love it. All right, Florence. All right. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, okay, after after poetry, I hate to be so analytical, but where is that coming from? I have no idea. I don't know. I like the idea of a crosswalk, and I like that crosswalk. Because, you know, there's no light there. And, and it is in town. The traffic's really heavy. And, and when you're crossing there, you have to really count on people seeing you. I don't know. I just had this thought. And there it came. It was the um, specific description of this particular person. Yeah, at that place. <laughs> yeah. But then it was something else. <laughs> It sure was. Oh, right. I'm sure there's a shadow in me somewhere. Okay, so <laughs> you said these poems are, you think there's a shadow in you. <laughs> there must be. Florence and I are close to the same age. Yes, yes. I would have to endorse that, yes. Um, uh, when-ish was that written? Oh. Is that a newer one? No, or, no. no it's okay. been a few years. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I'm, I'm just wondering if you take uh, the older poems and you look them over, do you find sometimes that you make changes on them, or do you... Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, you do? Okay. (laughs) Always. I mean, I'll be out for a walk, and a word will come to my mind. That's a better word than something I wrote wrote 10 years ago, and (laughs) (laughs) it'll change. Okay, great. Got another one for us? Well, I was thinking I'll stay twisty just for a moment. Oh, perfect. Okay. (laughs) This this is, I'm not going to read the whole poem. It's called Night Visitor, and it's the first poem in the book. And it's about a black cat who got into my bedroom one night. Although I got him, I have him coming twice, two nights in a row in this poem. You see, they're based on reality, but not really staying there. Okay. I'm going to do the last three verses. Maybe... He senses a kindred spirit in me, abnormally nocturnal for my species, my eyes catching up to his, adapting to the dark. Does he know this is the hour of the wolf? And we're risking something dire up and on the prowl, 
so attached to the shadow world between night and dawn. A room, not just a room, a cat might be more than a cat, and a woman somewhere beyond her known proportions, her space no longer just her own, and prone to unlikely connections and questions without answers. Meow, he knows. <laughs> I'll have to read that to my cat. Read so, it to cat. Um, I'm recalling from looking at you now as you read here. Uh, back in the old days, Florence did not read. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. She did not read anything. She recited her poetry, and some of it was quite long, mm -hmm. and it was very impressive. And I always wondered, I know in the theater we do that with monologues and things, yeah. but, but you did it, not just one character on piece. Yeah. And now you are still... Uh, you know, you look away or you look at the audience, but you do have the book there. It's more like reader's backup. The, reader's you know, theater, yeah. <laughs> no, it's... The trick is to fall in love with your poems. And the then what? they live in your head. Fall in love with your poems. What was the first word? The what? The trick. The trick is, is, to, fall, ah, is to fall in love with ah, your poems. It's ah. unintentional, believe me. <laughs> and nice. then, like a lover, they live in your head. And you get to know them. And... And especially with poetry, the sound, you know, is, is a kind of enchanting. It's music. <laughs> and yeah. Yes, it's musical. And so then, you know, you get to know them. But I, I did recite up to like a five-minute piece. Um, I had quite a few of those in my head. Mm -hmm. But I, then I was in my 50s and 60s. <laughs> and I'm not now. <laughs> oh, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> You're still here with us. I mean, I could if I really, you know, if, if I you had said, to. okay, this one. Yeah. Yeah, but. You know. But you don't need to. I don't need to. And no. you're right. I know them well enough to look away and, yeah. you know, engage the audience. And exactly. Mm -hmm. So it yeah. brings us all in. So you mentioned at the beginning that you started writing poetry in your 50s. Right. What Mid-50s. Okay. Let's go back a little ways. You professed at Clatsop College for a number of <coughs> years in what? Social yeah. sciences. Psychology, addiction studies, philosophy, not writing, not. because I, that writing was for me. Okay, so that was my question. Yeah. Had you been writing, whether it's poetry or prose, for yourself even from an early age, or what? No. <clears throat> no, I did. I, I did write for a newspaper for some years, but that was feature stories. And, that, and that's where I got my conversational style, to tell you the truth. I always thought about, oh, well, I had to change from, from my academic writing mm -hmm. um, to conversational for the newspaper features. And I thought about just talking to my mother. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. what got me in a conversational style. And I've kept it for the poems. So... Times of life, though, did you, were you um, ever writing this for myself? intimate work no. as a young person? No. no. I thought I'd be terrible at it. And what kicked <laughs> you into the, you know, she's looking like, <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, I do. You were still teaching? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I, okay. I, I just started to go out and listen. Mm -hmm. And that's what, mm -hmm. and then I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to. I maybe, can do maybe, that. Maybe I can do that. But there was one person who came to town who just struck me, and I, I said, oh, my gosh, poetry can be like that. It mm. can tell stories. It mm. can, you know, it doesn't have to be falling leaves. <laughs> Did you, um, do you remember who that was? Yes, but I'm not going to say <laughs> on public radio. I see. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That's just fine. we got to yeah. keep some things mysterious. Water under the bridge. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm glad you got inspired. And yes, your poetry is most often very um, intimate, private. Uh, one doesn't always know how much is autobiographical. Right. And I, I kind of think you do that intentionally. Yes, I do. I try to make even the, the 
speaker, poet, a character. Mm-hmm. And in the, I don't have to try. That's how it happens. But some are entirely me. Mm-hmm. And, and Let's oh, here's one. an example. Yeah, this is, <clears throat> this is called Morning Song. Spelled. Mo- morning, M-O-U-R. <clears throat> My throat. Morning Song. Out in our yard at midnight. Hmm, let me start again. Out in our yard, <clears throat> midnight is black at first sight. But I won't impose fantasy creatures on the bushes and trees just for the shapes and stories. <clears throat> Though we hate to look at nothing, so like despair. Saved from this dreaded nothing by rectangles thrown pale on the lawn from our bedroom light through two small windows, one for us each. Until sepia outlines emerge against the gloom as our eyes adjust and we fiercely peer, pressed against the glass, hoping for visiting deer. And by the soft reflection from the saving moon, a sliver now that in its fullness will flood the lawn again, but every year moves another inch away until one year, if we still have years, one day, if we have days, sometime, if there is time, will disappear from what we call our sight. The moon, our steadfast, closest friend in the dark from birth to death and on this very night, leaving only black behind under distant pinprick stars. Though no one will be here to watch it go, or say a word of thanks, or pray, or mourn, so I'm starting now. Mm. Nice. That's the last one I wrote. <laughs> nice. Thank well, you. that's uh, it's interesting because I had no idea how you were going to where was it bring going that together? Yeah, yeah. lovely. Yeah. Neither lovely. did I, which God. is a wonderful thing about yes. writing poetry. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, I think we're going to need to come to the end now. So what I would like to do is remind people where they can see you again tomorrow uh, from 2 until 4. Florence and Bob Pyle and Dave Ambrose will all be at the River Sea Gallery, 1160 Commercial, and uh, you can uh, catch some uh, signing of the books and ask questions. They will not be reading. On the uh, 10th is the actual launch of the book at, uh, at Kala, and that is uh, 1017 Marine Drive at the Poems and Pie, 7.30, Saturday, December 10th. And uh, Florence will be reading from her book, What to Do with Night, from which you just heard three poems. Brand new book. When did when was it published? Yeah, I, I just got it yeah. uh, this um, in November. Yeah. It just came to my house in November. Very exciting. And then on December 21st, Wednesday, um, there will be a solstice reading at the Astoria Public Library at 6.30 p.m. with uh, Robert Michael Pyle of Grays River, Washington and Florence Sage and they will be reading from books, and uh, these are all free events. So, no? Okay. Sorry, of course, of course, the, uh, I was thinking of tomorrow, a River Sea and the Solstice event. The Kala event, you need to check that out because you will need uh, tickets for that. No. No? no How do you just get come, it? come but a little bit for the pie. <laughs> okay, but... Um, there, it's not the a it's not a large venue, right? So uh, you might want to poets, get there a little poets early. Poets don't get large crowds. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that you never know. <laughs> Winecraft is packed these days oh, yeah. for Rick's mic, yeah. so it could be all the poets in town <laughs> showing up okay. on the tenth. Thank you so much for coming in, and again, congratulations. Thank you, Florence. Carol. Okay, I've got a um, another tune for you. This one is from Holly Near, uh, also commemorating World AIDS Day. But I do want to send out some happy 
birthdays before we go. Um, yesterday, in addition to being Joanne Rideout's birthday, it was Sue Zerang. So I sent her a big hug and happy birthday wishes. And then Dulcie has a birthday on Saturday. And, um, yeah, our beloved Joe Robinson was also a Sagittarian. Camilla, Camilla Swerdloff is Monday, Howard and Mark, both on Monday. And then Tuesday, in addition to Ira Gershwin, is also my birthday sister, Emma Kate Fenton, born right, living right next door to me when she was born. Noah Swerdloff, they timed that right. Ginger Salkowski, Dan Sayers, and Jack, our own KMUN, formerly Fort George, Jack Harris. And then Michael Grange from Lightbox and Scott Doherty on Wednesday. And Aaron and Susan on Thursday. Okay, what can I tell you? Sagittarians rule. Have a listen. Stay tuned. KMUN Astoria. That's Holly Near. They are falling all around me from her album, and still we sing. I think those two go together well. Yes, we sing while we send healing to all people affected by the violence of disease as well as man-made. They're all in some ways man-made. I have a beautiful piece of writing here, and much to my delight, I have a very fine reader to offer it to you. You have heard him here on the radio before, but he was reading for children, and uh, I've asked Bruce Williams to come in and read a piece for you. Thank you, Bruce. This is a poem by... Forgive my pronunciation, Yevgeny Yevtyshenko. Good. Um, the title is When One Person Reaches Out with Love. The biography goes like this. Yevgeny Yevtyshenko was one of the most beloved Russian poets. Trans I'm sorry, I need more light. Transmitted a noble description oh, sorry, of, trans of a transforming moment in 1944 
Yevdyshenko's mother took him from Siberia to Moscow. They were amongst those who witnessed a procession of 20,000 German war prisoners marching through the streets of Moscow. Here's the poem. When One Person Reaches Out With Love by Yevgeny Yevdyshenko. Yevdyshenko. Got it. Good. The pavement swarmed with onlookers cordoned off by soldiers and police. The crowd was mostly women, Russian women with hands roughened by hard work, lips untouched by lipstick, and with thin, hunched shoulders, which had borne half of the burden of the war. Every one of them must have had a father or a husband, a brother or a son killed by the Germans. They gazed with hatred in one direction, in the direction from which the column was to appear, and at last we saw it. The generals marched at the head, massive chins stuck out, lips folded disdainfully, their whole demeanor meant to show superiority over their plebeian victors. They smell of you de Cologne, the bastards, someone in the crowd said with hatred. The women were clenching their fists. The soldiers and the policemen had all they could do to hold them back. And all at once, something happened to them. They saw German soldiers, thin, unshaven, wearing dirty, blood-stained bandages, hobbling on crutches or leaning on the soldiers of their comrades. The soldiers walked with their heads down. The street became dead silent. The only sound was the shuffling of boots and the thumping of crutches. And then I saw an elderly woman in broken-down boots push herself forward and touch a policeman's shoulder, saying, Let me through. There must have been something about her that made him step aside. She went up to the column, took from inside her coat something wrapped in a colored handkerchief, and unfolded it. It was a crust of black bread. She pushed it awkwardly into the pocket of a soldier, so exhausted that he was tottering on his feet. And now, suddenly, from every side, women were running towards the soldiers, pushing into their hands bread, cigarettes, whatever they had. The soldiers were no longer enemies. They were people. build a mountain from a little hill gonna build a mountain least I hope I will gonna build a mountain gonna build it high I don't know how I'm gonna do it only know I'm gonna try gonna build a daydream from a little home gonna push that daydream up the mountain slow Gonna build a daydream Gonna see it through Gonna build a mountain and a daydream Gonna make them both come true Heaven from a little hell. 
gonna build a heaven And I know darn well If I build my mountain With a lot of care And take my daydream up the mountain Heaven will be raining there If I build my mountain Oh, yeah, that was Marilyn Keller with the Black Swan Classic Jazz Band. Now, the jazz band will not be here, but Marilyn Keller will be this Sunday for the Water Music Society or the Water Music Festival's Christmas concert. And um, I'm, it's going to be a terrific concert. There's so much going on. So much going on. Here to tell you about something else in the music world, <coughs> very exciting, that is happening next weekend. Whew. We have a little bit of breather, and time for you to make sure to put this on your calendar. The North Coast Chorale, which is a happening thing live and everywhere these days, is going to be offering the colors of winter. I'm not sure which colors they are. This is kind of going to be interesting to hear to tell you about it is Chris Lynn Taylor, who is the president of the North Coast Corral. Hello, Carol. Along with a lot of other activities. <laughs> she, she, she's one of those historians who wears 14 hats. And Dr. Vincent Jones Centeno, who didn't used to be like that. He hasn't even been in Astoria that long, but he has become one of the folks who wears many hats teaching in school, teaching in the academy, and leading a couple of groups. He is the conductor and director of the North Coast Chorale, new this year, and doing all kinds of wonderful things. So how was the Messiah sing-along, play-along? Oh, wow. It was Which, absolutely oh, yeah. wonderful. Oh. We had... More people than I've seen in many years. Oh, wow. uh, we raised $1,500 for the food bank. Oh, boy. And 300 pounds of food. Oh, my gosh. And it was just really so much fun. Ooh, making me cry. That's <laughs> the way it should be, folks. That's how our community works here. So, well, what are we doing on December 9th at 7 p.m.? And that's a... Friday, a week from today, and then Sunday, December 11th at 4 p.m. at the Charlene Larson Center for the Performing Arts, which I will just call the Larson Center. And for those of you who are a little confused, that is the former, formerly known as the PAC. So, Vince, tell us yes, what's okay. happening. What have you done with this corral? Oh, what have I done? <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I've been, even though I'm the new director, I've been with them as pianist for five years now. And stepping into the podium is such an exciting and uh, uh, time for me. And I'm just enjoying myself every rehearsal. And they're an energetic group. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Boy, they're just there with me. And so this concert that I have titled Colors of Winter, let me tell you about that. I, in, in, in my point of view... Being, you know, uh, being raised and born and raised in the Philippines and then coming to America, I love the winter, but it's just gray or white <laughs> or sometimes, you know, drab brown with the mm -hmm. trees and all that. But and so my 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 thing about this colors of winter is the colors come into the music, the mm. songs, ah. the poetry, nice. the harmonies. Nice. So the first part of the program is called Colors of Sound. Hmm. Yes. So we're going to do selections from Britain's Ceremony of Carols okay. with um, ancient British Christmas carols. And I, I mashed them together <laughs> because Britain has one of the most colorful harmonies that is contrasting with these 
old um, English carols. And so I, I, I mashed it together so one can hear the differences in color. Okay, now we're talking about Benjamin Britten. Benjamin Britten, Okay, Benjamin correct. Britten and yes. music from Britain. Oh, boy, you yeah. really got it. They spell yeah. it differently. But I know. On the but radio, it, exactly. it kind of sounds... Thank you for clarifying interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, now you... Did the arrangement, is that what you're saying? Oh, well, I, I, Mash I, I, them together? Yes, yes. You know, we're taking selections from ceremony carols, maybe a movement or two, and then bring in a, uh, okay. uh, uh, an English carol, and then go back to the... And so it's like one, then the other, then one, so that the audience can hear the differences in harmonic color. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Right. Was that, um, Chris Lynn, was, that, was there some new... Now, you are a trained singer... Uh, in, gosh, I'm looking at Chris Lynn right now, and who do I see? I see Miss Maisie. What can I tell you? <laughs> oh, sorry, folks. That's uh, uh, that's Shanghai next door. Yeah, that was during the summertime. So, um, have you been with uh, with uh, Vincent taking over the podium? I like that phrase. I hadn't I hadn't used that. Um, have you learned or seen some new kinds of ways of doing things? You know, every director is different. Um, and Vincent is so uh, wonderful with everyone. He uh, pays attention um, when people need help. He's there to help them. Uh, he is absolutely amazing. I, you know, I, it, it's not... What, when we got the news that, that we were going to need a new director, I went right up to him and said, you will apply. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Exclamation point. Yeah. yeah. No, he's wonderful. He's absolutely amazing. Thank I had you, done uh, many different uh, things with him, um, other things that he's directed, and he just is, he, there's no detail too small. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really mm -hmm. just hears and sees everything, and and he and uh, helps keep everyone enthusiastic. Nice. I, I can imagine because I've worked with Vincent too in various capacities, mm -hmm. and there is a positive energy with humor and delight, but also with exquisite skill yes. and knowledge, and that's some. Um, uh, quite the combination. You're so patient with the rest of us. No. So, <laughs> so it goes well. Now you said that was the first half of yes, the concert. The first half. Okay, where do we go from there? Then the second half will be um, uh, different winter songs. Christmas and some have Christmas topic. Some are just winter topic. Mm -hmm. But my um, my exploration of colors is called colors in poetry. Because these are very poor. One of them is one by Shakespeare, you know. Yeah, that's been uh, put mm -hmm. to put music? into music, and oh. so the second half concentrates not not just harmony, not just melody, but more on the different poetry that that can represent winter or the season of Christmas. Yes. Okay. okay. So that's where the colors come in. Okay. How are you going to decorate the place? Is it going to be <laughs> colorful? Has anybody thought about that? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> that's the nice thing about being president. You just you say, okay, would you take care of this? <laughs> and then they take care of it. <laughs> I don't believe her. She's usually got her fingers in most of the pies and pots. So <laughs> so that's, that's handy. So two performances, they will be the same. Correct. Correct. So, folks, you can uh, you can go to Partners for the Pack P A C dot org to get your tickets, or you may call five zero three 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 eight nine one three two and um, and find out what's going on. But choose one or the other. Or come to both, or if both. you know, why not, <laughs> after all. so. But uh, Friday night is uh, 7 p.m., and then Sunday will be 4 p.m., so you can decide on your time of day. So, Vincent, um, you're also, in addition to uh, doing the leadership of the North Coast Chorale, I presume that means you can't play piano with them then. No, I don't. We do have a new pianist. His name is Mr. Paul Brady. Oh, and he is also an instructor of piano at the Astoria Conservatory of, Mu Conservatory oh. of Music, and that's where I met him. 
Right, you know? so, right. Yeah, at and the, Paul's at the conservatory. been here, before. right? And yeah. and he has been here. That's right. Yeah, he's uh, he's a wonderful pianist. Mm-hmm. Um, the Astoria Conservatory, uh, Lisa Nelson instructed me that they are dropping the of music because they now have of dance as they well, do. and it's a little too long to say of music and mm-hmm. dance. So it's just, right. but it's uh, you teach there. Yes. And you also teach at one of the local schools? Yes, I teach uh, uh, general music at the Lewis and Clark Elementary School. So is that, what grades? Yeah, third, fourth, and fifth grades. And uh, we're having our concert on December 8th in the morning. Okay. Are are outsiders invited? Yes, they are. Parents, guests, anyone. Okay, nice. And um, that's quite a discrepancy there between uh-huh. that age and then the North Coast Chorale. Correct. Do they kind of balance out for you? Oh, yeah. I uh, One helps the other. You know, I, I, it's like a rainbow of these music that I'm always working with. I, what I, I talk to the, my students at the uh, Lewis and Clark, what I do with the North Coast Chorale. And ah, nice. Chris Lynn will tell you what I do with the kids at Lewis and Clark. And then my private students at my piano friend. I tell them all. I tell Great. you know. And yeah. then as you know, I'm also the organist for the for the Grace Episcopal Church. Oh, and so uh, I talk about the organ. <laughs> I'd actually forgotten about that part because I was also <coughs> thinking of the Cascadia Chamber Opera. Chamber Opera, correct. Don't you have something to do with that? Yes, I do. I'm I'm the uh, music director as well and we have given our um, uh, as, as you remember, we've given our our, our uh, chorus. We now have a chorus. Exactly. And we've given our premiere. Yes. Yeah. And Chris Lynn, Chris are Lynn you part of that? Absolutely. An, an important part of it. She's our chorus master, by the way. <laughs> there you go. She's also a gorgeous uh, alto. So yes. that, that's quite wonderful. Well, I'm just wondering, how many hours in, the de- in your day are there, Vincent? <laughs> because it doesn't sound like a... Do you sleep? Yeah. Do you, I mean, how do well, you do... I all? do. I do find time to take my Saturdays. Saturdays uh-huh. are important for me. That's where I do all my thinking and studying and planning. Um, not to say I don't do that also on a weeknight when I get home, mm-hmm. but you know I, I do a little bit more. But usually I'm home by six six thirty p.m. every day. Mm-hmm. Nice, because yeah. mm-hmm. you live with another star musician in this oh, town. Oh yes, <laughs> and and that would be Barinas Jones Centeno, who's the other half of the Cascadia Chamber Opera, among other things. So mm-hmm. um, so what else is the North Coast Chorale? Do you have some things planned? Well, he's planned for the next three years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. He has ideas that he keeps tossing out, and we're all going, wow. <laughs> but uh, coming up in January, when we start the new term, mm-hmm. um, we're going to be practicing... Um, Two uh, musicals. Two musicals. Oh. Uh, s- selections from two musicals, um, Les Miserables oh. and nice. West Side Story. Oh, yeah. We don't want to get too sophisticated there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fabulous. And, then, uh, and involve the... Uh, children's Chorus. The Children's Chorus. The Astoria Conservatory right. Children's Chorus. In, 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 okay. that, in that concert. So. And their dance. Uh, yes. Their dance program yes. will be included in our and, concert. And the North Coast Chorale has done that before. Yes. Where Pulling oh, yeah. in the children's group and dance, and dance. as well. All right. And it's wonderful as an audience member and one-time chorus member, but now an audience member, it's much appreciated to integrate all mm-hmm. of those performing arts. Yes. So I can tell that you're having a good time, uh, Vincent. What's any, any news on the organ at the Charlene Larson Center? Is that Not at the moment. It's no. been... Okay. The way it has been, yeah. and uh, Brins and I do talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something for the future. I mean, we, correct. Everything got put on hold for so <coughs> long, mm-hmm. but the arts are coming back. I would really like to bring it back to how it was um, mm-hmm. during. I could tell when I play it during its heyday. It was an amazing organ. Mm-hmm. It really is mm-hmm. one of the best one in town wow. or within the surrounding towns. Yeah. Even yeah, wow. powerful organ. Yeah. So maybe someday it's been a dream of a lot of people. So it would be quite wonderful. Okay, folks, um, the 
Charlene Larson Center for the Performing Arts, 16th and Franklin. And you, I think, can you just show up at the door if you need yes. to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get tickets at the door. If you're going to do that, for sure come early. Uh, Friday, a week from tonight, 7 p.m. is the concert, or and or Sunday the 11th at 4 p.m. Is it Colors of Winter or The Colors of Winter? Colors of Just Winter. Just Colors of Winter. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I thought I heard you say. And this is the North Coast Chorale with... Dr. Vincent Jones Centeno as the director, and uh, it's going to be a dynamite concert. Chris Lynn, are you going to be doing any solos in this concert? Not this one, no. Okay, no. okay, for a change. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get to relax a little bit. You can go online, partnersforthepack.org, or call 503-338-9132 for more information. Anything else we should know? Yeah. You know, we have new members at the North Coast Corral. Um, the last time I count, <coughs> excuse me, we had like 39 people there sitting, uh, 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 I think uh, during our, our Messiah concert. Mm -hmm. there were, there were over, 39. Yeah. There were nice. 39 singers. Nice. And Chris Lynn is not singing a solo this time. Because she was generous enough to let some of our new members, mm. uh, you know, do a debut solo for nice. the North Coast Chorale. Always exciting. <clears throat> and are you still open to having new oh, members? Of, of course. But, of course, they can't say for, this, for the Not winter for this, concert. Not for this, of course. But, but definitely for the upcoming one. So what should they do <clears throat> if they... Well, they're, you know, they're welcome to come to our first rehearsal, which in January is probably the first Tuesday in January. Right. We rehearse Tuesday nights what from 6.30 <clears throat> to 8.30. Okay. And uh, they can come January, whatever that first Tuesday in January is. And um, everybody will be there getting their music and, and paying. Um, <laughs> we have a, it's $30 a month. Um Okay, we for, don't need to yeah, talk about for it. people who yeah. want to, to, to come and join. Right, it's a nominal and fee, and it's well worth So Tuesday is January 3rd. Correct. And right. uh, that will, yeah. Okay, so they could come at 632 the Larson Center right. and just join you. And uh, if you uh, call that number, the 338-9132, whoops, if you have any questions, um, You'll probably be able to get an answer for that, too. Well, have a fabulous concert. I hope to join you. I'm looking forward to it. Thank and you. I'm just delighted that everybody is feeling so good about the music. Yay. Great. Thanks for coming in. Thank Chris Lynn Taylor and Vincent Centeno. Wonderful. Uh, we are about out of time. I'm going to just uh, put a little more of Marilyn Keller and the... Uh, Black Swan classic jazz band in the background. Well, I let you know, tonight is the Encore Dance Studio with their holiday spectacular at the Liberty Theater. And uh, that's a free performance. It's at 6.30, so don't be late. And um, you can check the podcast for, la well, if it's up, I'm not sure. Uh, they were interviewed last week. We had a great time. Canna Beach Chorus, Comfort and Joy, Songs of the Season, Friday at 7, Sunday at 3. And uh, Bay City Arts Center is happening tonight. Tolavan Arts Colony, Holiday Bazaar for two weekends starts tonight. The Coaster, Scrooge, the Musical, tonight and tomorrow. Saturday, tomorrow is Gearheart Art Walk and Seaside Art Walk. And the Little Ballet Theater Nutcracker at Astoria High School. And that is 2 o'clock and 7.30 on Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sunday. And then 1 to 6, Astoria Sunday Market will be at the Liberty Theater. The 1015 Theater is having a workshop with Olivia Johnston from 10 to 5. The Bay City Singers are in the um, Ocean Park Lutheran Church. And Peace First Lutheran Church is having an artist show and sale. Gray's River Grange, too. Sunday, Water Music Society, 2 till 5 at the Chinook Center. 
join in. And for now, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, don't forget about Tuesday evening, December 6th, Rick's Open Mic at Winecraft at 7 o'clock. Come a little early if you want to sign up for a five-minute piece. And then on Thursday, Columbia Forum in the Lovell Showroom, the 1922 Fire. Don't forget that wonderful museum. Oh, Sunday night, if you happen to be listening to KMI, you might hear a familiar voice. Thanks, folks. Have a good weekend. Make peace. And 